Hello friends, what is happening? Welcome to the Multiverse Podcast episode 95 for December the 27th and another entry for Beyond the Multiverse and the final episode for 2021. This is your weekly entertainment show covering movies, TV, video games, comics and everything in between. On this week's episode, we give you a full-on spoiler cast review of The Matrix Resurrection. Is The Matrix Resurrection the trip back into The Matrix we deserve? It's been 22 years since we jumped into the genre-defying sci-fi original The Matrix. So how does the latest entry hold up? Is it time to go back to the source or should we take the blue pill and forget this ever happened? I'm your host and the mad titan is saying, my co-host is the meme lord Mio and welcome to episode 95. Mio, how you doing and happy holidays. Yeah, I know, I know happy holidays. Over, I, know, I know we're working overtime. Yeah, we're, we're recording this on Christmas Eve, so don't, you know, don't, don't pretend like we never do anything for you guys because we yeah, are exactly. working overtime. We were actually going to drop this on Christmas Day for you guys as well, but we thought, you know, people will be spending time with their family and stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe The Matrix might be a Christmas movie for everybody, so it gives everybody a, a chance to, to actually watch. It can, it can be. Yeah, it gives everybody a chance to watch this movie. But let's dive straight into it because I'm pretty excited to talk about this movie. And I think yep, yep. I'll, I'll grab your thoughts after I just introduce my thoughts because I feel like, from what I've read in the, in the group chat, I feel like you've got a really great idea. Yeah, I was going to save it, but yeah, I don't know. Rick of its was, intentions. Rick yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of its... Rick was being, waffling as usual. Yeah, he was. Like... And um, so first of all, I think this is going to be a movie where, you know, it, you either love it or hate it. There's going to be no in between. Yeah, I think, it's, been, it's been quite polarizing. Yeah. And I feel like <clears throat> this is a movie that in a few years time might we looked back at it and we were like oh it actually predicted this or it actually made a lot of sense from the get-go my initial thoughts i'll say i really enjoyed the movie i enjoyed aspects of the movie but i feel like it had a lot of faults i feel like it didn't capture the essence of what makes a matrix movie uh i feel like it's gone down the same route as you know great franchises before like die hard and terminator and try to you know continue the original trilogy those have kind of failed in a way whereas i feel like mm-hmm. matrix did something that i haven't seen in die hard or haven't seen in uh in, in terminator even the last jedi for example the, the the last three star wars movies per se um so it doesn't really capture the true essence of a matrix movie it does some incredible stuff i have to say and it's so meta, like it knows it's meta, it knows it's what it's doing. And it's it's yeah. it's so tongue-in-cheek with everything in life. It has so many different social aspects to it that if you really take a moment and pay attention to what it's trying to say, it's actually trying to tell you not just a, a narrative within the movie, but a narrative within our life, which is quite cool. Uh, and I think that's m- more of a Matrix-esque feel to the movie. Uh, I have to say, though, I did not like the the tone of the movie at, at parts, and I don't like the 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 color palette to the movie. I I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I miss the green, uh, you know, filter. I really do, yeah. because this was just it was just too bright for my liking. I know it's running on the Unreal Engine five all these scenes, uh, but some scenes I was just like it felt more of a a fan made film at times and more of a parody of itself rather than, you know, a dark, grounded in its universe sort of movie. Um, and it had some amazing concepts that I don't think it pulled pulled off. And some characters, which I'll talk about shortly, I don't think they were necessary to the movie, and I don't think they were necessary 
in the way they were, you know, handled. Um, and then some characters obviously blew the show. I think I think they 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 took by storm, and, and I really loved seeing them on, especially in, in particular a certain character, which we'll talk about. And yeah, but I enjoyed it. It was the pacing was great. I loved how it just gone with the story. It didn't. It it did that well. I think I think that was the strongest part of the movie where it it just felt like a continuation in, in such a manner where I don't really see. For example, Die Hard movies, when they come along, you kind of forget what everything. They don't really touch on other movies. But this is also the downside to this particular movie, where I think it felt like it was trying to sell you this movie just purely based on nostalgia. Like every single scene, it got a bit tedious and a bit jarring that I had to watch the original. I might as well have just watched the original Matrix, to be honest with you, because there were so many different scenes. And it's not just kind of the methods they've done but the fighting scenes and the choreography like there's a particular scene mm-hmm. where they're fighting and i knew what's going to happen because it was the same fight scene in 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 the original matrix so we'll we'll break each each things down but i want to hear your opening thoughts of yeah the movie so so i'm, I'm really excited to talk about this because yep. it seems like you're pretty mixed on the movie right now mm-hmm. so i'm going to try to convince you that it's actually is actually really great. So we'll take we'll take um each of your uh points yeah. at a time. Okay. So the first. So the let's first start with. Yeah. Was, we... um, yeah. That you thought the movie was a little messy. I think I actually agree with you there. I yeah. think the movie is quite messy, especially the second half of the movie. Yeah. I would say isn't as good as the first half, but mm-hmm. I think that's a solid argument. Um, like I think the first half was is trying to. I like the pacing of the first half. It was very, very confusing, but I really appreciated that, you know, the movie is not trying too hard or moving too fast to to tell its narrative. You know, it's it's building up to something. But yeah. then when the second half of the movie came along, it was just like that build-up just felt so climatic for for no reason in in a way. And I would say there's a reason, but we we'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah. But um and your point about like how um the movie like kind of acts like uh like die hard or um what was the other movie you said uh terminator terminator yeah i think i think the i think lana wachowski was so smart in like where it's literally she's literally saying like in the, the character yeah. smith is literally saying like hey warner brothers is forcing me to do a sequel for this movie yeah, yeah. because they're going to do it regardless like they're going to do this with or without me yeah. so and that's, a, that's an act, a yeah, that's an actual quote. If someone's listening yeah. to this without actually seeing the uh, the movie itself, it's an actual quote directly f- taken from the movie. We had mm-hmm. to do this movie, otherwise they would have done it without us. And yeah, it was quite yeah. And it's so that. and it's so smart that it, it actually calls out. It's like you know, like re, like Hollywood is all about reboots. Like mm-hmm. like Spider Man's been rebooted twice. Ghostbusters yep. has been rebooted twice. X Men is about to be rebooted. Like. Yep. Black Panther is about to be booted too. Yeah. And like they're saying, like, and the characters actually Smith's character actually says, like, we're telling the same stories with different names, different faces. Like yeah. that's such a good quote because like Hollywood is like we're really stuck in a feedback loop mm-hmm. where we're like constantly we only tell the same stories over and over again. Like yeah. Dune, Dune influenced Star Wars and Star Wars influenced the new Dune movie. So like yeah. we're just getting that hero's journey of like, you know, desert planet. Yep. messiah was telling the same stories over again like we we've essentially trapped ourselves in the matrix like yeah we're in the matrix we're like hollywood is harvesting harvesting yep. us and 
making money off us. Yeah, off exactly. And I think that's always people. been one of our pet peeves. It's not just Hollywood. It's, for example, the game industries with remakes and remakes. Exactly. Right? Game. Gaming. Yeah, yeah. It's like all game. All games are is just remakes, sequels. Like it's it's and like the there's also a smart commentary where you said that they used a lot of the old scenes, but yeah. I think they did it really well because it was like DVD. It was like director's commentary yeah. on that original scene. We're yeah. like, you see the same scene with Morpheus giving Neo the blue pill and the red pill and like yeah. making him do the choice. But yeah, yeah, Bill Mateen's character in that. Well, he's also playing Morpheus. Yeah. He's like, there was never a choice anyways. Yeah. Like I gave you a fake choice. There. It's the illusion of choice. And yeah, exactly. And that, that doesn't just play on the movie industry. I think that's just the way of life at the moment. Like we have this illusion of choice of the vaccine, for example, or even just governmental stuff, you know, stuff to, yeah. We have this illusion of freedom and freedom of speech and, you know, but do we really have that? It's, we've always seen it as, oh, it's just an illusion of freedom of speech when we don't really have the power to do certain things, you know, at the end of the day, the government will still run the way it is. Governments will still be in power. And it's not just about the movie industry. It's about, it's done in such a way where it's obviously directed it at Hollywood. But if you really mm. take core aspects of it, it's really heavy on social commentary. I love movies like that and they don't make it too obvious. Yep. It's it's about you, you know, figuring certain things out. And I think this is why one of, this is one of those movies that will actually be better in time. And I think the second viewing will be much better. But no, I completely agree with you with you on this, to be honest with you. It's it's done in such a, a clever way. I think I don't know, maybe I think a lot of people go into this expecting a full on Matrix movie. It's, yeah, they they wanted the same reboot, like they yeah. wanted a Force Awakens, or they yeah. wanted, you know, like a safe. They wanted something safe. They didn't want yeah. something so far off left field. Like you said, something about the the color palette. Like you wish yeah. it was green again. Yeah, but like I actually like the color palette because I'm like, this doesn't look like a Pierce. This movie, this movie is so fucking meta. It's blowing my mind right now. Like, mm-hmm. it's... like I think the reason why also it's not green is because this is a new version of the Matrix. Like, yeah. The old one got deleted with the architect. Yep. Now this is um, the analyst's matrix. Yeah. Like he's designing it. He's still, you know, making adjustments to it. And it does look it's, more bright. It does yeah. look more messy. Yeah. It's crazy how like it's the movie is just a play on the movie. It's mm-hmm. just a play on the original matrix. It's, the play, it's a play on be, people being afraid of change. You know, mm-hmm. I think we saw when, once, when everybody saw the Eternals, the first trailer, they were like, Oh, this doesn't feel like a Marvel movie, and people exactly you know, were quite worried. But why not change? And then I think that's, I think this is what this movie is trying to do. It's trying to, you know, tell you, okay, we're not going to give you a Matrix. It's just a Matrix by name and Matrix by you know certain characters, but we're going to give you. So this movie could be genre-defying de- in what it's trying to do now. Like you remember the Matrix when it first came out bullet time and all that kind of stuff even the movie now it took the piss out of bullet time and slow motion it did it did yeah <laughs> it used I, it used bullet time against neo that was so yeah. funny and this movie's just, hilarious i just want to say this i laughed so hard during this movie yeah which, which is not expected during the matrix movie like matrix yeah. is like a self-serious like kind of like the first one's kind of scary like there's a scene where like where agent smith is interrogating mm-hmm. neo and like his mouth gets sewn shut and then like there's like a bug that creeps through his skin. And then like a few minutes later, he wakes up in a pod 
and like he sees what the real world is actually like like the first one is like actually pretty scary yeah if you think about it but this one it's like i would argue this one's a comedy honestly yeah it's really funny i i I think i think you're right i think this is the one where we have a lot of reviews that we've done together where Mm -hmm. i feel like we've been balanced in terms of argument and stuff like that and we've both understood the movie on equal terms I'm just going to be out there and say, I think you've understood this movie better than I have. And I think better than anybody I've spoken to in mm. honesty, because you are right. I'm talking about this movie. And I thought, you know, this is going to be like a typical review where we, we talk about the movie and stuff. It's going to end up being a discussion because I feel like now the matrix is resurrection is more than just the original, the sum of its original trilogies. I think it's trying to do something d- different now. It's trying to be, like before, as you said, it was a sci-fi movie. You could argue this is a comedy movie in aspects, you know. Uh, it's, yeah, it's quite weird how, I think I it's might weird. To... It's the weirdest movie that's ever come out. The weirdest yeah. blockbuster. Yeah, like I'm, like the, first half, the first half of the movie, I didn't know what was going on, but I was like, yeah, I'm still here for it, you know, because it was quite, it was different. I think the whole time, the cinema, everybody was just like expecting, you know, this whole Matrix Esque blockbuster, but it's completely different, and it throws, mm-hmm. it throws characters, and I think they did this intentionally. Like for example, um, the, the French guy, the Merovingian. Yeah, yeah he's back. That he's back. He was back for like literally a minute or two. But I think even stuff like and that, and he's directly speaking to the audience. It's like yeah. movies used to be original. Movies yes, used yes. to have a plot, and it's like stop yelling at us. We want movies like that. Yes, <laughs> and. Uh, and I think that's the, that's the whole play with his character. Like he only appeared for two minutes, and mm-hmm. you have movies where a, ca- a big character would appear for two minutes, and then you lose your shit. For example, the and this is the this, this is the obviously a movie that's just come out, so it's fresh in my my mind. We saw Charlie Cox's uh, character in Spider Man, right? Yep. It was literally for a minute, less than a minute, mm-hmm. about ten seconds, thirty seconds, and people lost their minds. You know. I think his character in this movie is a play on stuff like that, where mm-hmm. you get big characters come in for a few se- for a few seconds and you completely lose your shit. And you could argue this is kind of like a a, a play on post credit scenes, you know, because the post credit yeah. scene in this movie was absolutely horrendous. Yeah, it's, it's bad. And and I think it's done with with an intention where it's making you sit at the end. It's wasting your time intentionally to go. Oh, you know what? You've just played yourself. Like, what do you mm-hmm. expect? You know what I mean? Now, I think this movie is, bro. This movie, nah. This movie's got me feeling. The more awesome. no, the yeah. more you think about it, the more it's like, okay, that movie's actually really good. Yeah. Oh, okay. But like, wait to go back to your yeah. the choices and illusion thing. Like, even video games. Like, I played Cyberpunk last year, and I was like, the the whole game is advertised like, oh, this infinite possibilities of what can happen, and it like, and when it comes down to it, it traps you like like two different choices like you either die or you either sacrifice Keanu spoilers for cyberpunk but I'm like this is what I built up to like this is so disappointing like every video game is like oh you have like infinite choice and like it's so smart that Keanu is casted as a video game designer because like he even knows like hey like choice is an illusion buddy (laughs) yeah it's 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 so weird this movie now just thinking about it it's I think the only Thing you can relate to back to the matrix is just the title and 
certain scenes and certain aspects of the movie. But other than mm-hmm. that, it's completely different. Are they building this up for another trilogy? Because I, I think a- I don't think I think <laughs> I think one of us is gonna reboot this. <laughs> this yeah. this movie was a big fu to Warner Brothers, and one of us like, man, we're gonna reboot this without you anyways. Like yeah. you try to mock us. I don't know how Warner Brothers let him make it, let her make this movie. I'm I like, have, I'm I have no idea. Okay, so so that is the core aspect of, of the movie. Things that I didn't like also, and I know we've talked about it, and I think they've done it. The thing is now, after everything we've just said, we've said, and you said, I feel like all my points might be obsolete. So, for example, no, I think your points about the second half, like yeah. certain characters. Okay, so feeling, certain characters, for example, that's, that's like yeah. Certain characters, I don't think I, I'm a. We're big fans of Yaya, right? Yeah, I, I was, I was gonna agree with you. Yeah, I was like, I love Yaya Abdulmateen, but yeah. big miss, I have to say. But I, uh, well, I wouldn't say big miss because we still got Yaya Abdulmateen in yeah. the movie, but they should have gotten Lawrence Fishburne. Come on. Yeah, listen, get Yaya to play another character. This, this is my pet peeve. All these characters that were new and we were introduced to, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, they could have been new characters. Yeah. Well, because is a new character. I like her a lot. She was my favorite new character, and she was incredible. She she stole the movie. Yeah. yeah. She was so so good. I'm so happy for her. She was so good. She got. She's got screwed over by Ryan Johnson. She. She was like her and Daisy Ridley. It was down to her and Daisy Ridley for, Mm. um, for I. I even forgot her name from Star Wars. What's the name again? What's What's the main character's name from the new Star Wars movies? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> it just goes to show. Uh, anyways, 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 those movies were forgettable. Yeah. But she, she's like, and like, she's been in bad movies. Like, she's been in the fucking Iron Fist TV show. Yeah, she was like in a couple of episodes of Game of Thrones. I'm like, she is a star. When are you guys gonna realize this? And yeah. finally, finally, so finally, she was so good. And like every time she was on screen, I I was just sold into everything she was doing. Mm-hmm. But besides her. I'm a big uh, Jonathan Groff fan from uh, he was great. Mindhunter. You caught was... it. You caught it, fam. Yeah. But he can have played it for uh, Agent Smith. Yeah. He can have played a different, uh, different, different agent. He didn't need to. The thing is, and this yeah, is the they issue. Could have done a agent. This is the You're issue. Right. Um, Hugo Weaving's Agent Smith. Iconic. Iconic, right? Mm-hmm. We, and we get this all the time, right? And, I, and this is the thing now, because of what we said in the opening, was this done with intention? For example, when we had the Joker and any other Joker comes after, it's going to be compared to, um, I was about to say fucking Jared Leto. Jesus Christ. It's going to be compared <laughs> to uh, uh, Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger's uh, Joker, correct? So yep. I've, I don't know if this is done with intention where, okay, we've got, we'll give you Agent Smith, but as the audience, you're going to inten- intentionally compare and contrast him with Hugo Weaving's character. I don't, I don't know if we now... This movie has hit me so hard that I'm just like overthinking everything. But that aside, he should have just been a different agent or a different character. Him, Yaya should mm-hmm. have been played Morpheus. He could have been a different character. Neil Patrick Harris, at one moment, I thought it was the architect. I was like, okay, thank God. He's, he's similar. He's similar yeah. to the architect. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chopra, she's that girl on the platform, which I, I told you about, I called. Um, you did call that, damn. Yeah. You, you were like two for two for three. Two, yeah. And... Yeah, so Jonathan, I thought he could have been a different because everything he did, we compared him with Hugo Weaver, and I was just like, he just didn't live up to it. Yeah, yeah, just came across it as cheerful, and he just didn't. 
I don't know if the movie has intentionally done this, but well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'll defend Yaya for a minute. Like, I don't, he's not playing the Morpheus, he's playing like a program of Morpheus, of Morpheus yeah, combined with Agent Smith, yeah. and like. It's quite confusing because I was like, the whole movie, I'm like, wait, is he Morpheus or is he not Morpheus? Yeah. I had to like Google it. It's like, oh, okay. So he's like a program a program designed after Morpheus because mm-hmm. I think the, the real Morpheus died. I'm yeah, sure. so the real Morpheus dies in um, the Matrix video game. Online, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Online, How yeah. are you going to kill him off in an MMO? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> an MMO of our of all things, not even just a story-based like, game. Lawrence, Lois Fishburne probably called him. It's like, hey, why, why are you not casting me in this movie? And it's like, oh, you died in an MMO. It's like, what the fuck is an MMO? <laughs> Back on the PS2 days as well. Out of all Jesus. Exactly, exactly. Fuck. But come on, like he was dripping this movie. Like his yeah. suits were, his suits were ridiculous. Yeah, his sunglasses were ridiculous. And like the scene where he comes out the bathroom and he's like, at last, I laughed my ass. Uh, yeah, off. I was like, no. I- I was like, don't do it. <laughs> uh, I think, I'll be honest, I think I've, I don't think I've completely misunderstood the movie, but mm-hmm. I'm guilty of expecting the Matrix sort of thing, you know? Yeah, I, I, I was taken by surprise, I think, the fact that they've changed its approach. For me, my favorite scenes were stuff where, when they're in the real world with the machines and stuff like that. And I, mm-hmm. I like that, but there wasn't too, too many of those of those particular scenes to be honest with you i yeah. think i, I think this movie nice. has played all of us and it's done it in such a manner where it's just going to go over our heads and we're just gonna what movie came out there's a few movies that have come out and if you don't understand it you just you know slag it off and that's about it but this movie is done in such a manner where yeah you need to be woke for this movie i have to say it's as simple as I, that. I, I, I went into the movie not expecting the Matrix because I, I saw like the like the leaks and stuff about like how, how meta it was going to be and like how it was going to take a different approach to the Matrix. But yeah, I, I thought it was like really genius. Plus, like they did like they did some fan service. Like they brought back um, yep. Niobe. Yep. Jada Pagan Smith. They brought back, um, like you said, the girl from the from Revolutions. They brought mm-hmm. back. The French guy, the crazy French guy now. Yeah, and they brought back some of the actors that fought in that lobby area. Mm-hmm. Remember? And uh, with the French guy, when he closes the door on them and he's... Were those the same people? Yeah, yeah. Damn, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. That's really so, cool. That, so that was the uh, same people. Um, so they did do some fan service. I, I'm really happy that the story continued in such a manner where, you know, it was believable. It wasn't something dumb. It was just, okay, mm-hmm. the machines kept him and the analysts... Because obviously the machines work on human power, right? Yep. So they That's figured how they out make energy. Yeah. So they figured out that having Neo and Trinity together in close proximity produced enough energy for them. And that's how mm-hmm. and, and that was a believable storyline. Like why kill off something? And I believe the Matrix got reset at that time. And um I love the, the passage of time. Like obviously they said 60 years or 66 years has has yeah 60 years. Yeah 60 years. I love the passage of time in, in between, like everything's been updated. I love uh, I, I at first I, I thought I really loved uh, how they entered the matrix in, in, in through different portals, like mirror, mirror portals. Mm-hmm. But I do miss the old classic telephone the telephones, yeah, yeah. But you know, t- tell come on, telephone booster, yeah. When's the last exist- time you've seen one, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's what the movie does, it does that in so well that hey, time has been 
gone on. You know, technology has changed. Everything, even Keanu has got a mobile phone and he seems like he's so out of, you know, sync with it. He doesn't know everyone's standing mm-hmm. in an elevator with a mobile phone and it shows you kind of yeah, the world we live on in. the phone and yeah. like, he's just like, and I'm guilty of this because I'm always on my With phone that, too. Yeah, yeah, like when I'm on the on, on the on the subway going to wherever, I'm usually on my phone or I've tried like, to avoid that now. Yeah, like we've really, in society, we've really been, we've really trapped ourselves in the matrix. We just don't know it. Yeah, so this movie does that in, in such a way. I, d- I don't think this movie, I think, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think Lana just decided, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell a story. I'm going to tell something. I'm gonna tell you guys that you guys were all wrong. Because how many theories came out from the original trilogy? Oh, it was it was based on this. It was based on that. It was. And there's a and there's a direct scene where she's calling him out. It's like yeah. the writers is like, oh, it's about uh, trans identity. Oh, it's about uh, capitalism. Oh, it's about um, like destiny well, versus yeah, and it's biblical it's like, or something. And Keanu's just like looking at him. I was like, what the fuck are you guys talking mm-hmm. about? Like that's how she feels about this movie. Like, yeah like you guys are over reading it like the matrix is just like simulation theory and like that's that's about it like what what about know? the end what about parts of the ending where well trinity obviously uh talks to the analyst and the analyst is like um well trinity's like this is my world now because they've gone they've become so strong and powerful that they can like she killed the analyst a, a, a few times and she could rebuild him so that's the power they hold now within that within the matrix right they're mm-hmm. gods and she there's this dialogue about if I want to paint rainbows in the sky and stuff like that, I think that's a good idea. All it takes is people to be a bit open-minded. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Because I felt like that was a nod to like the LGBT community. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about that, but I, I guess that is. But I, th- I got more Adam and Eve like allegory there about like how Neo and um, Trinity is like, you know, like basically yeah. going to rebuild the Matrix. And I, I like the Trinity choice at the end where. They actually give her a choice about whether she wants to come to the real world or if mm-hmm. she wants to stay with her family. Like, I think some people would prefer the Matrix than in real life. Yeah. Like, I think I think if you gave me a choice, it's like I'm gonna say the Matrix. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm not gonna eat. I'm like, well, they are growing strawberries now, mm-hmm. but like, outside is rough. Like, yeah. and like the Matrix, you know, like some people would prefer the Matrix, and yeah. it's it like commentates on like you know like maybe you know. Some people would prefer like being in a state of mind where mm-hmm. they're happy over a reality where like everything is a mess. Yeah. Because also with that storyline, I liked there's a few things that I, I also liked. I liked the whole play on the yin yang, Keanu Reeves and Neo and Trinity. Like mm-hmm. Keanu, he completes a lot of people, doesn't he? So obviously mm-hmm. Smith is back because don't forget uh, Smith, uh, what's that word? word? Uh, is simulated. Uh, Keanu in the final movie, so he became him essentially. So when yeah, that's why he's back, I guess. Yeah, yeah so, that's so that's why when he was back, it brought Seth back, and it just took yeah. So I really like that. So there's a play on you know he completes Smith, just like how he completes Trinity and vice versa. I really that threw me off when Trinity was also the one, mm-hmm. but she had the power of the one. That threw me off at the end. I was like, huh? Say what? That, that- yeah, that threw me off too. But I think, I think I fit- it's because they're in such close proximity to each other that, you know, like osmosis or whatever. Yeah. I I want to say it's also a play on uh, female power mm-hmm. uh, in, in the real world. Like uh, a female completes a male in a sense where uh, 
they're equal and yeah that makes sense and i feel like yeah, that's, that's good that's a good point yeah and i feel like that's what it was trying to tell it wasn't keanu saving her now it's her saving keanu mm-hmm. and a woman is as equal as a man in this sort of world i think there's a there's i think that's one thing when i saw it i was like there's definitely a play on that um because don't forget i know they took the piss and and you know laughed off a few suggestions about what the original trilogy was but there's certain things in the trilogy that you really that i truly believed are you know those theories so when they say it's it's biblical i i i think the first trilogy in a sense oh, yeah it's 100 percent. yeah yeah because the Jesus allegory is all yeah, over the place exactly you've got the the neo name you've got the trinity name morpheus they're all biblical names for and obviously the the whole jesus play so those i i think but then there's certain things where you know you you laugh off and, and stuff like that but certain things are just so so obvious so i really enjoyed that the whole i feel like i don't know at the time uh, so I'm, I'm without thinking too much of what's happening now with the movie i'm just gonna go with my thoughts at the time and when i came out i thought this movie tried I don't think this movie had a lot in it. And I thought that it was trying to, you know, grab your attention by being so nostalgic and, you know, the play on nostalgia and, and certain scenes. So when he first fights Smith and you see there's a pillar in the way and I'm like, yeah, he's just going to punch that pillar in three, two, one. And he does the same, he does the same thing as he fights uh, Agent Smith in in the first movie. And you know, the scene where he's punching him super fast, that was directly Mm -hmm. from the first movie. So, I think it relies too much on nostalgia. That's my opinion at the time. Uh, another thing that I, I think this is one of the things that I did like, and I think it didn't do it well. When the Matrix came out, in 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 terms of its choreography and fighting scene, it was, and, and I think even to this day, it's still one of the best movies for that. Yeah, I it, thought it, the, it, it it was so influential because every movie tried to be the Matrix choreography yeah. after. Not just every movie, every video game tried to include yeah, true. Like bullet time. Pain, yeah, exactly. Pain. So it was so influential in various forms of uh, media. I just felt like the choreography really let this movie down. I don't yeah, think it's... The cho- I agree with you here. Yeah. The choreography wasn't like it, it doesn't hold a candle to the, to yeah. the OG trilogy's choreography. It, it just didn't sound out. It just didn't film Matrix esque. It just felt like a really poor Kung Fu movie. And it was like, uh, and some scenes were just bad and I have to say the visuals were pretty cool yeah uh, it's all I don't know if you know this but it's all running on that new Unreal Engine and it they looks- also shot in digitals I, th- I thought the movie looked weird I'm like why does this movie look weird I don't know what it is like yeah. but apparently they shot in digital and I don't know how many frames they shot it in but it looked like they shot it in like pretty high frames like yeah like it Gemini runs- Man shot yeah. in 120 yeah. frames a second I think yep yep this must have looked like it because I like my I was watching on HBO Max, which yeah. you know I feel bad about, but like my my laptop couldn't follow the frames. So I was like, this looks kind of like weird. I don't weird, know. yeah. Um, I I think some visuals look great. I think the the machine world looked incredible. Mm-hmm. I really loved that that scene uh, where it's it's kind of where the two pods are of Neo and Trinity, and then you've got the machine in the background. I really love that. I really like some of the uh, physical, uh, oh, sorry, the visual effects. Like, you know, the when Morpheus was like in this, I don't know what, that form. And they like kind of a robot form, you know? Yeah, the, I, I, yeah. 
I, was, I, I didn't understand that either. Like, I didn't understand don't think, that. Don't it, yeah, that I was like, it looked cool. I didn't understand it. Um, and as I said, I really liked the the progression of the story where now machine the machines have fought each other, humans have fallen out of each other, and some machines have sided with the humans. I really like that idea of progression. It's been 60 years and it gives you a nice idea that technology has changed, ideologies have changed, you know, friendships have changed and the world they live in have, have changed and everything's developed over, over the course of, uh, of that time. So I really like that. I, I think the passage of time was spot on. Mm-hmm. I think the story was, uh, the way they did it was, you know, believable in terms of how, because that's what I think a lot of people really want to know. And I think it's going to be one of the main reasons why a lot of people go to the, to watch this movie is how is Neo and Trinity alive still and so on and so forth. So I think they do that really well. Um, yeah, those kind of my thoughts on it. I think the, some characters, I, as I said, they could have just been separate entities in mm. personal opinion. I think Neil Patrick Harris's character was, when I first thought, I thought it was the architect, but when I'm thinking about it more, I think his character was great. Uh, yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's funny. I, I really like the whole, your trap sort of thing and you don't know it. And, because mm-hmm. I, I thought when I, when I saw those particular scenes with Keanu they kept me they put me on edge in the way where you're trying to understand is this real is this not real and I, I love the fact that that, ma- that movie was able to portray that for example when he comes out of the bathroom when he first meets Morpheus mm-hmm. and there's guns going off and everything and he just he just sat sat there you know anxious and just I guess I've never obviously been to a psychiatrist or someone who I had to talk to. I, it really put me in his shoes that, oh, you know, I'm feeling like I'm having this discussion with uh, the analyst now. It, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. So that was really great. And just like what's real, what's not, what's, yeah, those, those particular scenes were, were great. But I think this movie is, it's trying to do more than, you know, the original. I think it's, no, come on now. The original is like one of the most influential movies ever. No, no, <laughs> as, as in it's trying to do more, as in it's trying to be different in a way. Okay. It's trying to, it's yeah, trying, yeah. Sorry, it's trying to be different, not more. It's trying to be different and it's trying to be more in its own new niche kind of approach to something. Mm-hmm. It's it's trying to tell you, whereas the first, you know, we, we got given the story, it's man versus machine. It's, you know, you have to watch the Animatrix as well. It's, you know, machines, AI got a bit too... Uh, just say out of control the only way to you know seize that control was to do this and that and that and then you have your own play on on that movie whereas this movie it's it's trying to tell you something different it's trying to you know i think it's just trying to get you to wake up a bit if you really think about it it's we're always on our phone we're always trapped into this repetitive system we always want we argue we want we want we yeah we we argue we want more but we actually want the same thing we want the same when we get the same, we complain that it's not more or it's different. And then when we mm-hmm. get something that's different, we argue that it's not, you know, so, you know what I mean? So it's a repetitive cycle. And if you really think yeah. about it, Call of Duty, for example. We I was argue, about to say the same yeah. thing. I was about to say the same thing. We want modern shooters. We we got, sorry, when we had modern shooters, we said, okay, you know what? It'd be fun to go back to World War. We got World War. And they're like, oh. Titanfall came out, they did something different, right? So Titanfall, mm-hmm. let's say they broke out of the Matrix and did something different. And then everyone saw them do something different. Like, okay, you know what? Let's have these jetpacks. and So Call of Duty did that. And then people just got 
bored of the new thing and said, you know, what? how about we get the same of the old and can we just return to boots on the ground? Yeah. We got that. And then people still complained that, yeah, so it's also a repetitive cycle. And we see that in everyday life. And it's we're just stuck. Quite, we're stuck in the feedback loop. Yeah. We're, we're not plugged in, but we're just stuck in the feedback loop. And it's yeah. quite, we have the illusion of, of choice. You know, I have this illusion of choice where, okay, I want to wake up. I want to do, I can do, you know, work. But it's not really a choice. I have to do mm-hmm. the work, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Damn, we're getting deep. We are going deep, man. We're like getting... the same thing, the same, the same thing like 80s nostalgia. Like yeah. like 80s stuff like came back and like with stranger things, with like clothing, like with like everyone wears yes. Jordan ones again. Yeah. Like we're we're living in the eighties all over again. Like it's 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 a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's but, just um, it's it's crazy. It's yeah, crazy. I want to I want to mention one last thing with um, it's so funny. Like, tra- you know, remember Trinity has like a family now in the Matrix. Her name yeah. is like Tiffany, whatever. Yeah. Her but- her husband's actually played by Keanu Reeves's stuntman from the original Matrix movies, and you guys really? think this movie is trash. You guys just don't get the joke. Fuck. He's really he's she actually she's like she's she's married to Neo, like the stuntman Neo. Come oh, on. Oh fuck. Come on. And you know, oh, and that's, that's and, I and did he's not the know director. That. He's the director of the John Wick movies now. Chad Stahelski. Yeah, like you he, know, he was. When I first yeah. saw him, I thought he was just uh, from the Matrix uh, Revolutions. You know, the guy that's in the in the mech right at the end. He oh. looked very. He looked very familiar, like very yeah. similar to him. So I thought that was just him. I thought it was a play, but he he's his stunt double. But yeah, this movie, this movie. come on, you come on, you guys no. thought this movie was trash. Come on. This movie you, is. You don't I, see didn't, the I, I, I didn't say it was trash. It was that was. <laughs> no, no, I was I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm speaking to other people. Oh. You guys don't see the vision. Yeah, I think this movie is. Yeah, oh, this movie is deep, man. I think this movie definitely needs a second watch. I think I'm gonna watch it on HBO. Mm-hmm. I need to. I think I need to experience it again. But you're right. It's it's done something. It's quite remarkable what it's trying to achieve or trying to do. Is it's a play on everything. It's it's a play on nostalgia. I think. Now I'm wondering if, if it hits you with these nostalgia trips intentionally. Like, for example... A hundred percent does. I think, for example, if you... One of the most nostalgic things for me is Halo. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the start sound and land. Like, just... Do we get caught up with new things because they introduce nostalgic? 100 100%. Do you reckon Spider-Man was good because it was nostalgic? Bro, listen, I, I had to I had to revalue Spider-Man after I watched this movie. I was like, huh. I was like, because Spider-Man is like the whole point of Spider-Man No Way Home is like, okay, so these are the villains Spider-Man's been fighting for 20 years. What if we what if he fought them all at the same time? And it's yeah. like oh, mind blown. And like the scene, like the whole the whole idea of like when Andrew Garfield gets introduced and like the audience claps for him. Why are you clapping for him? You guys wanted him gone. Like yeah. I wanted him gone. I'm like, bro, like get the Spider-Man out of here. Reboot this franchise. Yeah. If I was Andrew Garfield, I was like, oh, now you're clapping for me. Yeah. You guys wanted me gone. That's so Why true. Are you clapping for me. It's you like know, I had to be. I had to revalue that. that you know, it reminds me of. It reminds me of those memes about when Apple used to when they bring out a phone each year, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, it's time. We need to bring out a new phone. What should we do? And everyone gives a, 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 like a groundbreaking example of what they should introduce and then someone would be like oh just rotate the camera 90 degrees and they're just mind blown by that yeah this is what this movie is trying to tell you 
Yeah. It's like, you guys are getting, this movie is deep. I think, I personally, I think, and I've, I put my hands up, I think I've missed the point of this movie. I've understood certain aspects of it, but I do think it was deep into the rabbit hole, uh, as they say. I, <laughs> yeah, it's quite, it's quite remarkable, I have to say. It's, I think this is a movie where, as you said, it will be a movie where it will be talked about in a few years' time. I think now with this kind of society, and I think we've understood it. I think maybe the signs are all there, but we ignore them because we don't want to, you know, be guilty of our own issues. Like the, the scene in the elevator where everyone's on their phone. Mm-hmm. I am 100% sure that everybody in that theater felt guilty because they did the same thing or they do yeah. the same thing. Like when you have a moment to yourself, you're, you always for some reason just have this tendency you, ne- you never have a moment to yourself because you're yeah. always online you're always online it's so like i went to uh meet with my brother I just met at the subway and i had like a few minutes to myself and i was just standing there and just like rather than just standing there and just like chilling i just bought out my phone and just browse twitter for a few minutes like well, mm-hmm. no matter what you do when i go to the toilet twitter every, everywhere everywhere you go you're not really you're connected we're never we're never yeah. unplugged yeah on the matrix <laughs> incredible incredible uh yeah this has been a weird review because this is more mm-hmm. of a, a discussion more of a understanding to the movie Mio, favorite things from the movie uh of, what do you think that it did really really well what do you think it didn't do extremely well favorite scenes so on and so forth you know the usual what do you think yeah um favorite things that did well like you know like the whole meta plot like how it was like Lana Wachowski was like, one of us is forcing me to do a sequel. So I'm going to do it on my own terms. And I'm going to basically call out Hollywood and society as in general. And that was so smart of her to do. Um, I like the new characters. I like Bugs. I like the analyst. I like Saudi. Well, she's not really a new character, but you know. And I like Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Like, I know his character doesn't work as being a copy of Morpheus, but I don't know. I like Yaya Abdul-Mateen in my movies. Cast Yaya Abdul-Mateen in my movies. And I like like the, the characters that like didn't really have like any speaking role. Like I like Shepard. Yeah. I like Berg. I like Lexi. Like the, those those characters are cool too. Um, you know things that didn't work about the movie, the action. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, like the choreography wasn't that great. I did like some of the scenes with like um with Jessica Henwick. The motorcycle scene was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like the the whole CGI, everyone's a CGI robot. Yep. That didn't that probably didn't work for me. Um, using bullet time against Neo worked for me. But, I, lo- you know, I love that. Yeah, I know. It was like it's like in hate. I don't know. It's like in Dragon Ball, someone using the Kamehameha against Goku. Yeah. It's like that, or like Superman using when Batman catches Superman's fist in Batman versus Superman. Yeah. Superman looks so surprised. It's that feeling. But yeah, like just like the whole plot worked really well for me. What um what worked and didn't work for you? Um yeah, so I liked the story. Mm-hmm. I think that worked really well. I think the way they, you know, it was cohesive. It it just continues from where it left off. And I I love that. I really loved, even though the first half was really slow paced, I thought the first half was stronger than the second half, but I really liked the fact that it was trying to do its own thing and trying to build up to something, whether it was executed in the right manner towards the end, that's something that, you know, everyone will have to make their own decision. Uh, But I really liked that. I really liked the fact that 
it kept me wanting answers and kept me wondering what was going on. Um, uh, I liked certain characters. I do feel like um, Jessica Henwick stole the show for me. I think she, she mm-hmm. was absolutely incredible. I would love to see her more movies. Uh, if they do reboot this mo- this franchise as a whole, I think she needs to be recasted in that reboot somehow. Um, I do like they've you know shown a passage of time, especially including you know Jada Pinkett Pinkett Smith's character. And She's Naomi. old as hell. <laughs> old as hell, yeah. Uh, and one thing that got me thinking as well, and this is just it still makes you think, was the strawberry, for example. I know in the mm-hmm. other movies they were like. Oh, why does chicken taste like everything? Because obviously the computers program it and we don't know what it tastes like. So with the matrix, and how do we know what the strawberry tastes like? Where's the coding come from that? And it's just like, does the strawberry actually taste like strawberry? So there's certain mm. things in there that you're really going too got, deep. You're going too yeah, deep. <laughs> but that, that was that was my thought in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's what I loved. I loved and that's what made me feel matrix-esque, where when I watch the matrix, even to this day, you question things in the moment and the strawberry was one of those things that made me question that moment in time and and i and i absolutely loved it um i love i just realized something they 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 introduced the strawberry and the ai says like wait until you get wait wait until you taste the blueberry red pill blue pill Mm. oh damn it yeah i I like the play on the red thing because that was one thing i noticed was for example neil patrick harris's character had the blue glasses yeah yeah uh, Jessica Henry had blue hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yaya had uh, red uh, under. Yeah, it was a red suit. I think under. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a fucking sick suit. Yeah, uh, with a red <laughs> with a red tie. So there was there was plays on there. I think Jonathan Groff also had um, when he was fighting when his first scene appeared. The background was red, in mm-hmm. a way. So I really liked that. I liked his character, but I thought you know you're gonna do what you're necessary. Your I would say program to do, and she was just going to compare him with what came before, and what came before blew him out of the water. Unfortunately, I think each character could have just been new characters. Mm-hmm. Yaya didn't have to play, play another. I do like the idea that Yaya is just playing a program, a new program version of Morpheus, and this is his own yeah, take. He, he's basically like cosplay Morpheus. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> and I and I like that Jonathan. I get that Jonathan Groff is the new smith in because you see him where he transforms into somebody else eventually mm-hmm. where you go and that goes we're just people playing di- different same people playing different in a different skin sort of thing um and that's kind of a nice take on kind of uh um cosmetics and for example fortnite you're one character being played by different like you had john wick character one moment you can mm-hmm. be john wick one moment you can be spider-man it's just kind of that whole uh microcosm of you know uh being tied down to certain things in in this world it's 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 so clever this movie is so meta in a way where i think it's you if the i think the deeper you dive i think you're going to be here all day in a way i think there's if you're going to start dissecting this movie you know you're just going to be here all day my favorite thing though about this movie i think was what was my favorite thing I'll be honest, just seeing Neo back. Yeah, you know, that was great. I think just seeing him back, it really made me just want to watch the, the original Matrix now. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, the, the original Matrix, it was never intended as a trilogy. And then you can, you can tell by the movies that came afterwards that they kind of, you know, they didn't know which direction they were going. But the original one, man, it's just like, 
And when Neil got his haircut, I was like, bro, I'm like, you're playing with me now, man. This like, <laughs> this, this nostalgia trip is too deep for me. And, um, but yeah, just seeing him back as Neil, man, I, I loved it. But I think Keanu's just playing Keanu at this point too. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is. He's just like playing himself. Uh, when he's uh, fighting Smith, he's like, I still know Kung Fu. <laughs> uh, th- those, there's particular scenes there, like p- particular quotes that I love, like the, I, I I still know Kung Fu. And there was something else that he said, which was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, and there were scenes where, like the dojo fight, obviously that's reminiscent to the original dojo fight, which I really liked. Um, yeah, I, I like the whole metaphor of Keanu trying to break out of this world, you know, trying to be him in a way. Mm-hmm. This world is trying to tell you who to be, but he's trying to find out who he wants to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is the pure essence of uh, of this movie. And I just, I love his new power-ups though. I, oh, yeah. I love, well, I think my favorite quote is, can you still fly? And he goes, yeah. And he was like, <laughs> he doesn't. I saw That's that so coming. Funny. Yeah, that was funny, but my only gripe with this movie, I think, is just certain approaches. I think the choreography really lets this movie down. I feel like, yep. you know, it, I wish it was so much better. Than they this. didn't hire the same choreographer as the original. Like, I think he was available. I don't know why they didn't hire him. Yes. Oh, also, before I talk about things I didn't I like, one thing that I absolutely loved, you know that first opening scene? Mm-hmm. That was just read shot from the ground up again for this movie yeah that's cool yeah and it was so good i was like i thought they were going to do re- they, were, they were going to do a lot of scenes like that in the movie rather than just showing it on the projector um but yeah that was one of my favorite scenes um yeah continuing with things that i didn't like was just the choreography i want to say it wasn't matrix-esque enough for me mm-hmm. uh but that's just based on obviously the first few movies i love the little small cameo roles here and there i love the small uh, play on on certain things but i didn't like the new introductions of the characters they could have just been new characters themselves i didn't like the color palette much uh, mm-hmm. and obviously uh, obviously all my thoughts and opinions are prior to us having this discussion um i do miss the old telephone but obviously technology has moved <laughs> on i do miss the green filter mm-hmm. uh but yeah, there wasn't much I, I disliked about this movie. I think the pacing was great. I think the second half of the movie wasn't. I think the second half. Mia, what do you think of the pacing? Because at times I felt like yeah, this movie was too fast for my liking. And at times I felt yeah, like get the yeah, move. I on. think yeah, I think the first the, the first half is is the movie Lana Wachowski like wanted to make, like the super meta, like is this real, is this not real? And like the second half is like it's it's a lot safer. It's it's safer to the Matrix, and like they had to rush. Like okay, we had to go back in the Matrix. We had to save Tiff. Uh, yeah. We had to save Trinity. We had to establish that, you know, like the the world building here. Like yeah. okay, like Scion fell. Yeah. We have Io now. Machines. Some machines are friendly. Some machines are bad. Like they were trying to do too much in the second half. Like they yeah. they rushed the second half. Like yeah. they could have probably, I don't know. It could have probably been a longer movie, but I you know, it, it's whatever though. <laughs> it's it's a heist movie. It it is it is a heist movie. They do the whole planning like okay, you have yeah. to do this. Uh, yeah, yeah, you had to go through the vents like yeah. that. That part was kind of weird. <laughs> I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised we didn't see the Oracle make an appearance or some I think form. They of the said Oracle. she died yeah. when they turned off the Matrix. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's kind of my what I liked and what I disliked. I think talking about this movie more. 
look if you if you want a movie i think this is the best way to sum it up if you want a movie that's a pure you know continuation of the entire franchise and you know it's it's matrix from the ground up you not you might you're not prob- enjoy this you're movie. probably gonna be disappointed you're gonna be disappointed <laughs> but if you go into this movie and understand that this movie is trying to be something different and i don't think you're completely gonna completely different yeah i don't think anybody's gonna expect this movie uh, the, the first time around then yeah you might be you know happy with what you've seen i think this is a movie that definitely needs a second viewing i think the first viewing is to get out of your system to understand that this movie is not a matrix it's matrix by name let's say Mm -hmm. but essence it's it's a different movie um and then the second viewing if you go into that trying to understand certain things i think yeah you're in it for a better time the second time and i think i'm definitely gonna have to watch the second time when i first came out i thought it was such a mid-tier movie Mm -hmm. okay I want to mean mid out of the action. Action is definitely mid tier. Yeah, yeah. But when you come to storyline and what it's trying to do, I think some movies try and be too clever and don't succeed. Mm -hmm. I think this movie is so clever, but it's trying to also dumb it down for people. It's giving them hints so clear, but we're so dumb that we overlook those. You know what I mean? This movie is Mm -hmm. a really, really clever movie, I think. And um, yeah, my first reaction was, oh, this is such a mid-tier movie. But speaking to you now about and just having a proper discussion, I think this movie is, you know what? It's, it's funny. The Matrix has been resurrected. The Matrix, when it first came out, was ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. It was genre-defying. The Matrix has now been resurrected, essentially. And it's, in a way, ahead of its time. Because we have seen certain movies that have a play on social aspects. Like, for example, the first one that pops into my mind is, you know, District 9, Elysium, even Chappie. Those, that whole trilogy has always been he- heavily influenced by social commentary. And, you know, I think those movies are ahead of its time, too. Yeah. So this is now this this falls into the same, I think, same category of those movies. If you didn't. Yeah, I think, I think that's where I stand with those movies. And if I wanted to give this a rating, I've. The thing is, I'm so, and this is what this movie is telling me that I've been doing my whole life. I'm so stuck with the trilogy that I just love the trilogy. I don't know if this is better than even the worst of the trilogy. I love those movies, but this is what this movie is telling me. It's telling me that I can't let go of <laughs> of the past. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What, what, what would you, I would give it three and a half. I think three, yeah. three and a half. I think this, that's where I stand on it. I think. This movie is going to age extremely well. And I think mm-hmm. the, the color palette and the choice of, you know, method of shooting is done intentionally so that you can watch this in 10, 20 years time and be like, oh, wow, this was trying to tell us something, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. I'm, I'm probably leaning three and a half to four, closer to four. So oh, wow. 3.75 ish. Yeah. I, I keep doing that. I keep hedging my bets. Yeah. I need, I'll, I'll stop doing that. But uh, yeah, like I'm looking at the box office right now. Like number one, Spider-Man: No Way Home, uh, reboot sequel, yeah. West Side Story reboot, Ghostbusters Afterlife reboot, reboot. yeah, Clifford the Big Red Dog, Resident Evil, all reboots. Like all reboots. This is what we, this is what we're doing. We yeah. just want the same stories over and over again. Crazy. I think. Damn. I think in terms of being woke, it's or meta or whatever you want to call it. I think this is a masterpiece in in a way. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's it's quite crazy when what it's 
not even trying to do what it's actually doing or what it's achieving. Like it's literally like before today, it literally got us. This was a this was just gonna be a standard review, you know. But it's even changed our review process of it's more it's turned more into a discussion, you know. And I love when movies do that. It's changed my review of the last podcast we did, which is five minutes. <laughs> uh, That's come on. That movie is lazy. Like the whole part of the movie is like, okay, we 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 need we need an excuse for Spider-Man to fight all these villains. So he's gonna he's gonna make Doctor Strange cast a spell that f- makes people forget who he is. Like, yeah. come on, that's that's kind of lazy. And it's like, don't worry about the plot. People are gonna clap when Andrew Garfield and Peter Parker. That's so clap. true. And it's like, like that's people, so true. And we clap like fucking seals, fam. <laughs> Oh I my clapped. god! I clap. I'm guilty of this. I clapped when they came out of the theater. I mean, when they came out of the portal, yeah. and like I didn't even know they were like playing me like that. So Damn. yeah, it's crazy. Damn, we get spoon fed anything that gets mm-hmm. chucked at us, don't we? Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. This movie is actually really clever. Damn. Anything else you wanted to add, Mir? Because I think we can go on for forever on this. I honestly, I thought this would be such a straightforward podcast. And mm-hmm. such a short podcast. I didn't think we'll make the hour mark on the Matrix Resurrection. We always I've, do, somehow. I thought I came out, I was like, oh, I've got a lot to say, but I've got a lot of negative things to say. But this discussion, let's say, has just really opened my mind to what this movie is trying to do. And I've spoken to a few people on Instagram, and they're like, they agreed with my initial reaction, with, which was, it doesn't capture the true essence of Matrix. and Which is it, absolutely true. Yeah, and it's gone down the same route as Die Hard and thing, which is still true but where Die Hard and Terminator have tried to you know continue the franchise and continue its essence and it's never achieved that because it's never been able to you know retain the magic that made the original Die Hard the original Terminator or you know the best Terminator movie the best Die Hard movie so good whereas this one in it, I think it's intentionally gone out not to be the original Matrix and not capture anything that made the original Matrix so magical. It's gone out mm-hmm. and it's just tried to be its own movie now. And it's it's basically telling Hollywood, you know what, you need to change your ways. I have control over my own story in, in, in a way. I think the consumers now need to understand certain things. I think it's just trying to be so clever. And, you know, it's... I've, I think the best way to sum this up is I think Lena's had this platform and she's had the freedom to use this platform to tell a story. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the same with athletes. They have such a big platform. Like we say, oh, LeBron has this massive following. Why can't he talk about politics and stuff like that? Or, you know, or dive into s- aspects that are important to life, like racism. And so those are people using their platform. I think Le- Lena has used her platform to, you know, talk about stuff that she's passionate about. And I think this is where this, ma- um, this movie has done extremely well. Any closing thoughts, Mia? That was my closing thoughts. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, if you listen to this podcast, I've seen the movie. I don't know why you would. But yeah, go, go into the movie with an open mind. You might like it. If you don't, you know, that's that's cool, too. Um, it's just, you know, it's it's definitely the most, like, original and, like, weird and, like, self, like, unserious blockbuster that's come out. Because, like, like all blockbusters that come out are, like, usually the same, you know, third act. There's a portal in the sky, you know. Even the Avengers is guilty of this, and I like those movies a lot. 
but like you know all blockbusters are essentially the same things they want to please the most people they can you know maybe months ago says he had a point maybe uh, i was about to say you know, who, uh, yeah. had a point i was about to say you know who this movie's probably got over the moon and it's martin scorsese <laughs> probably being like Damn he's, he's probably watching this, this movie. movie he's probably watching this movie and doing the you know leonardo pointing me like, yeah he is <laughs> he's oh, just, i told you yeah like, exactly fucking scorsese maybe i should hate this movie because if he likes it <laughs> yeah. i hate it uh but Anyways, yeah yeah i i enjoyed go it it's, yep. yeah go go into this movie open-minded i know some people will probably listen to this without watching the movie uh Hopefully it's helped you decide to go watch the movie and, you know... We didn't, we didn't spoil it too much. We didn't tell you what happens at the end. Well, no. We kind of did. <laughs> we we kind of did, but it's... You kind of see it coming, in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if that's an intentional thing. I think the freedom of choice or the actually... The choice for Trinity and stuff like that, that's the one where... I think if she said no, I think I think the movie's bold enough for Trinity to just be like, no, she wants to go back to... Mm-hmm. to the, I, thought, I thought that yeah. for a second. Yeah, I thought the Matrix because I thought the movie was bold enough to do that, I, and I think it could have pulled it off. But I think it, it, I think the way it ends, I think that's just for the fans. I think that's for Warner Brothers. I think that's you know just to side with. Oh, this feels a bit more Matrix s But I don't know where it goes from here. I think it's just going to be completely rebooted from from the ground up. Mm-hmm. I think we might get small takes on on this universe in the new one, but I think we'll get complete complete reboot. And yeah, we'll see. And I think I think Lena saw this coming, and I think that's why she's made this movie. I think she knows no matter what she does, it's going to get rebooted. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, those are my thoughts. Uh, Mio, thank you for everything. Uh, it's been yep. a, a long 2021. Um, yeah, I, I think we'd just like to wish everybody a happy holiday season and a happy new year. Thanks for joining us this week for episode 95 of the Multiverse Podcast and just joining us throughout 2021. You know, it's been a a long and remarkable year. Loads of ups and downs in terms of movies that we've watched, movies that we've hated, movies we've loved. But yeah, we'll be back uh, next year. Uh, I think second week of January, I think we're going to take a, a bit of a break now. Bigger and better. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I can't wait to just do more reviews and have more uh, podcasts with you, Mio, and just you know have some great hot takes, predict some few things. And just talk about we've been on a we've been on a road with our predictions lately. Yeah, I think we have. We just don't get enough respect, you know. With the people, I know, right? People say our hot takes are cold, or we're offering Rick. We're looking at you, um. But yeah, we're we're here, and we can't wait for 2022. So, yeah, once again, we would want to wish everybody a happy holiday season, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and yeah, thanks for joining us this week for episode 95 of the Multiverse Podcast, and joining us for 2021 for the latest news, reviews, and updates. Keep it locked to our Instagram page at the Multiverse.ig. Also, subscribe to the multiverse on iTunes or Spotify so you never miss an episode. Once again, thank you for your time. Have a great rest of your 2021 and we hope to catch you on our next episode. Peace. Peace.